everybody. Welcome back to Supplements, a weekly podcast where we talk about clean, natural supplements after tasting a new beer or wine that we've never had. I'm Val. And I'm Ben. Hanging out with us today as we taste Catu Hysteria wine. It is a red wine blend out of California. And then we will be talking all about selenium. Then head over to any of our social media pages and let us know what you thought about this week's episode. Please remember that this podcast does not substitute for medical advice. Howdy, Ben. Oh, Val. (laughs) It's so good to see you again. You know, this time in between recordings, and it's been a while in between recordings this time. I don't know if any of the listeners know, but we do not associate with each other when the mic is not on, just to make sure that we preserve all of the banter for these episodes. So just to like get that out there. That, <laughs> it's like, halfway true. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a pretty lonely couple of weeks, but I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to like soak in some sweet conversation. All right. So this wine has actually been sitting in our wine rack since the holidays because it came from that naked wine box that your parents got us for Christmas. It's called Catu, and there is there is a cat. This cat is... It's a rainbow iridescent cat on ele- the label. Elegant, and I was going to say intoxicating, but I guess that goes without saying. <laughs> the bottle's become like a piece of art in our kitchen. I think we I'm going to miss it. We can keep the bottle. <laughs> okay, so this is a red wine blend. Would you like to tell us a little bit about it? I can say a few things about it. So it's made by Sharon Weeks, who is a winemaker that's affiliated with Naked Wines. She has... I don't know, a ton of followers, like 25,000 followers. She's a really mm-hmm. popular winemaker. She has a lot of products out there. Under the Catu brand, there's Cabernet, a Merlot, a couple of other single varietals. As you said, this wine is a blend, and it is specifically a blend of, are you ready for it? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Merlot, Zinfandel, Malbec, Syrah, and Petit Verdot. I've never heard of Petit Verdot. Well, you're not going to necessarily have a good idea of what it tastes like <laughs> when mixed with Merlot, Zinfandel, Malbec, and Syrah. But such as it is, I mean, I don't know in what proportions we are getting all of these different varietals, but it's going to run the gambit. It's going to be a huge spectrum. I am pretty excited. The description on here says that it should have notes of chocolate and barrel spice, and then the aromas of the dark fruits, Ooh. the cherries, plums, and boysenberries. And boysenberry, I don't think, is a flavor that we have really boysenberry is like really tart right i think so but i think given the other descriptors on here i think that it could be a really nice rounding out of flavors oh yeah i'm not saying tart would be bad i just couldn't quite place it as a flavor i don't i'm not often in the boysenberry aisle of the grocery store Lots of recommendations about this wine. There's food match recommendations and stuff. I think we should go ahead and try it and then okay. see where we land. What do you think? I was actually going to say we got these brand new Supplements wine glasses that you guys might have seen. I've already put them up on social media, but they came from two of our listeners. Yeah, we got them from some some dear friends and listeners. Yeah, and they're so great. And so this is the inaugural podcast. Yes, the inaugural podcast glass. Yes. Not the inaugural glass, I'm afraid. (laughs) (laughs) The first time we're using these glasses to record. Yes, the first time the the clink has been recorded. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) I am really intrigued by that flavor, by the many flavors that I'm getting. So straight out of the gate, super blended, right? It is a blend. I'm getting like (laughs) two or three, maybe four different tastes all kind of together. And from the smell, I was expecting to not be smacked in the face so hard right away. Yeah. Well, so I I had the experience of like, I took a sip and in that 
like half second when it first gets on your tongue. Mm-hmm. First it was sweet, then I tasted some of the tartness, and then the tannins hit. Yeah. And gave me like that pucker in my mouth, and all I feel like all the saliva just like left my tongue for a second, and then it was back. Yeah, I think it's the tannins that are really striking me hard. So I think we've done some things right by this wine, and maybe some things not so. I'm wondering right by this wine. if we should have decanted it. You can just wait until I'm finished. I'm real sorry. With my sentences. I interrupted you. <laughs> so Sharon Weeks recommends that after you receive the wine, you let it sit for a couple of weeks because it does affect the flavor. And we did that. It's been yeah. it's been almost a, a month or more since we got this, it's been more than this a month. box. The other thing that she recommends is to decant it for an hour before drinking it to allow specifically the tannins to kind of soften. So it's possible that and maybe likely that we have would have gotten a much different flavor, a much softer flavor. I do want to say that most red wine should be decanted and we really should have learned this by now in however many episodes we've done to like open the wine yeah. and let it decant while we're doing bedtime. But like <laughs> It's true. I mean we should We really that. should know better if, after Especially all if we're this going time. to like record ourselves actually tasting the wine and thinking about yeah. it and pun- over it. But on the other hand, most of the time that I'm drinking wine, I have not decanted it, especially if it's at a party. Or I think something a lot like of that. people or, do. That's fine. That's good for them. <laughs> <laughs> then they will. I would like to note, though, we do have an aerator at least. So oh, yeah, we did use the aerator. We always use the aerator. We classy. <laughs> We're trying. All right. All right, let's go down. Let's go down this list. What are we doing? The tasting qualities? Yeah, start with, um, start with acidity. Okay. I don't have any objective um, mm. rating anywhere to compare it to, but that's true. We can just compare it to each other. Yeah, I would put it pretty high on acidity. Okay. I would have said so. This is what we'll do. Oh, I was going to say three. I thought we could hold up the number of fingers and then open our eyes when we're ready. Okay, deal. All right, so we did acidity. We'll say three for acidity. Um, what's the other one? Sweetness. Sweetness. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Go. Two. I said three. Wrong. That's. <laughs> As I grab your, as I claw at your hand, wrong, wrong with your threes. Okay. Um, okay, next one. Fruity. We could do tan. Fruit. You want to do fruit? Sure. Okay, fruit. Go. Four. I said. <gasps> I said two. You don't think it's fruity? Taste it again. I just feel like it's very fruity. Lots of dare I say? I guess I'm not. Boysenberry. <laughs> okay. How about body? Body. Oh, body. 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 Same. Four. We both said four. Same. Four. So it's, you know it's true. This is a fun game we're playing. And the last one, tannins. Okay, you ready? Go. <gasps> I said four. I, I, I didn't go all the way to five. I said five. I feel like my mouth would be a desert if it was five. I chose five because it did kind of like have the sensation of... You got that pucker? Yeah, just for like that one second. Pucker. It was all the saliva in my mouth was like... Zoop. Were there suggestions of food? There on... was... Quite general. Can I tell you what I think might be good? Yeah, you okay, can. Hold on, let I'll me... give you a hint. We're recording this in February. This food is not very February. It's not a February food? Eh, it's not even a food. It's a, it's a general preparation of food. A general preparation Whatever, of food? Whatever, just say what you were going to say. I was thinking that some kind of pasta with a meat sauce would be really good. Oh, interesting. Or something like we had the other night with the lemon Alfredo. That was last night. Seems like it was longer (laughs) ago than that. (laughs) That squash. The squash with the uh, big wide noodles. Yeah, but I think that that it might be nice to add like a chorizo or something to it. Yeah, a chorizo with this. Yeah, I think it would be nice. So 
Sharon or someone at Naked Ones recommends anything barbecued or grilled going with this. So chorizo, I think, is I think that's yeah in the same yeah. in the same kind of league. Something that's you know a bit fatty but has that you know kind of char. I feel like we're getting a whole mood it. here now. This is really good. So like even I the person that is always trying to find like a vegetarian or lighter option Mm -hmm. for a wine suggested pasta with meats oh but you can barbecue or grill vegetables but that's what i'm saying that you said barbecue food and i could really transport myself like out on our deck while you're grilling burgers and this would actually be a really nice wine to have just like chilling outside in the summer Okay, in the pre-summer before it is 115 degrees here. In the summer of Minnesota. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in those raging hot Minnesotan summers. In a summer where it's not 90% humidity and 110 degrees. All right. What do you give the cat to hysteria? I would rate this wine. What do you What do you rate it on the will you drink it again scale? I would drink it again. Especially if we were going to like a barbecue during nice, pleasant weather or somewhere that would be shaded. This is definitely good because the label's kind of fun. The wine's pretty tasty. And knowing that it goes with barbecued food, win. Okay. Solid win for me. Yeah, that all sounds really great. But I think what we look forward to the most is a pizza night, especially if you can grill that pizza. I think that might be a really top-notch combination. Okay, so just to review, we are drinking the Catu Hysteria wine from Sharon Weeks. And I think it's distributed by Naked Wines. Yes. And it was the 2019 vintage. It is out of California. It is Paso a Robles. It is a red wine blend, and both of us would buy it again. So yes. cool. All right. Okay, so selenium. It is a trace mineral, and that means that the human body only needs a teeny tiny bit of it to have good health. We are going to talk about the uses of selenium in a second, but first I kind of wanted to explain in really simplistic terms one of the ways that selenium works, because it gets very detailed, very science-y very quickly. And As it should. That's Yeah, exactly. But that's that's not really like... The direction of this podcast, but I think that it's kind of important to know kind of how it works to be able to understand some of the other stuff that we're going to talk about. Right. Okay. So selenium becomes part of an amino acid called selenocysteine. It is a proteinogenic amino acid, which means it is used to create certain kinds of proteins. And the proteins that the selenocysteine help create are called selenoproteins. Very targeted. Yes. They're Mm. very specific. We don't need to explain the science, but we do kind of mention it later. And the selenoproteins are usually the pathway that makes selenium function. Like I said, we're going to say selenoproteins a couple of times. And I don't want to sound too sciencey, but that's what we're talking about. The proteins that are formed whenever you take selenium. Right. And selenoproteins are not something that you go and you get in like a jar of peanut butter. Correct. You're not like eating selenoproteins. Exactly. If you eat meat that has selenium, and I guess we'll get to that, right? Yes. Is it selenoproteins that you're eating that are then just like used? I have no clue. (laughs) That's a good question. I wish I knew anything about biochemistry. One of selenium's main functions is to inhibit the oxidation of fats, which if you have listened to prior episodes, we mentioned on the garlic episode, we talked about how once the bad fats from your diet are oxidized, they can be deposited into your tissues and arteries. So that's why you don't want the fats in your body to oxidize. But good. So it's it's helping your body run more efficiently. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It is an extraordinarily strong antioxidant, especially if you pair it with vitamin E. And so if you've ever been shopping for selenium, which you, Ben, personally have not since you just not <laughs> at the beginning. Not supplements. Right. But you will often see it paired with vitamin E in like the same supplement. Right. And selenium and vitamin E work together to help your body form antibodies. They work together to support your heart and liver. And when selenium and vitamin E are combined with zinc, it's been shown to provide relief from an enlarged prostate. I gotta say, I love me some antibodies. And I hate enlarged prostates. If there are any of you out there that take like a prostate support blend, go ahead and check out that label. You will probably see selenium, vitamin E, and zinc on that label. Selenium is also necessary for regulating the effects of thyroid hormone on fat metabolism. Selenium is necessary for your pancreas to function. Okay. Hopefully I have some selenium in there. (laughs) It has been found to help protect the liver in people that have alcoholic liver cirrhosis. I've never heard it called alcoholic liver cirrhosis. That's interesting. That must Mm. be like a technical way of saying it. People that have been diagnosed with breast cancer are generally found to have low levels of selenium and vitamin E. Selenium and vitamin E, they're BFFs. That's really sweet. I know. It's a really sweet way of putting it. I wonder if they stay in touch or if they were just like friends in college and they lost touch. (laughs) Okay. Selenium has been found to prevent certain types of tumors. So there was one study that I found Mm. where men that took 200 micrograms of selenium daily over 10 years had half the risk of developing lung, prostate, or colorectal cancer compared to men who didn't take any selenium at all. That is insane. And I know that when you mention studies on the podcast, you generally get them from the NIH. Yes. That's crazy. Half? Half the chance. And it's over 10 years. Yeah, that's, that's pretty nuts. I'm glad they did that study on men. Now I know. 200 micrograms of selenium a day is still generally recognized as safe. It's not the daily recommended intake of it, but... What's the um, upper limit? What's like, if you're over this, then... I think the upper limit is 400. Okay. And we'll link all of that. The NIH has a consumer fact sheet. And just to remind everyone, a microgram is one thousandth of a milligram. Hence what I said at the beginning, a trace mineral. Yeah. Okay. In the Prescription for Nutritional Healing book, they reference, oh, you're going to love this. They reference a meta-analysis of 25 different studies. It's a meta-analysis? Is that a review? You don't know what a meta-analysis is? Is it a review? It's a summary of results of studies. it's a review. A review of many studies. Yeah. I thought you were talking about a meta, not like a a dream sequence or something. Okay. Okay. Meta-analysis. I love that. I'm... I if I find myself really if I find myself writing a review anytime soon, I'm going to call it a meta-analysis. Okay, so this meta-analysis found that people with the highest level of selenium in their blood mm. have 15 to 57 percent less risk of heart disease than those in the studies with the lowest levels of selenium in their blood. And I mean, that's a huge range, right? There's it's no, very it's, large. It's not like yeah. anyone can say with any certainty like what the quantitative benefits are going to be of supplementing with selenium, but based on what I'm hearing you say. But like, it's a big number, 15 to 57 percent. Yep. That's an effect. Selenium deficiency may be linked to heart disease, cancer, high blood pressure, muscle weakness, depression, anxiety, infertility, hypothyroidism, which can also cause fatigue, weight gain, recurring miscarriage, goiters, etc., etc., etc. A long list. Yeah. That's a serious list. 
Yeah. So I found um, two studies that I thought I would mention that people can look up if they are interested. One is the Nutritional Prevention of Cancer Study Group. And the other is the alpha tocopherol beta carotene cancer prevention study. And these are two studies that explored selenium's role in cancer. So if anyone is interested in reading about those, those are two really, really good comprehensive studies that you can look up. I just thought it was worth mentioning because I feel like when we talk about these big things, I, I always get like a little bit uncomfortable because I'm not anybody's doctor and I find all of this really fascinating, but I also never want someone to be like, well, Val said to go do this. I just want like... Yeah, but finding the reference for people. Yeah, like right. So I, I like to kind of simplify stuff and then refer you to more reading if I can. Yeah. And those were two really interesting studies that I think are worth, you know, some eyeballing. And a lot of times it helps like, it helps just having someone kind of break it down in their own words. And then you can kind of, it just like helps you kind of process it in your brain and kind of organize your thoughts and then start doing your own reading yourself. Like, and it's then not like, like you also kind of know what you're looking for when you're skimming through this like huge scientific article yeah. that could otherwise be really difficult to read and really discouraging, right? right? If you don't know what you're looking for. Yeah. And you don't know if you're like even on the right track or right. if you're just like off in the woods somewhere. There was also one study, which I will post the link for. It is called Selenium Compounds as Novel Potential Anti-Cancer Agents. And it was just published in late January this year. So it's very recent research. So that is also another one that you can read if you're interested. Would you like to hear what selenium is found in? Like what foods? I I cheated. I looked. I know. You you read a little bit about it. Yep. It's a food that I have never eaten in my life. Say it. What is it? Oh, that's right. You know what it is, don't you? Uh-huh. It's Brazil nuts. <laughs> and if you just even like begin to Google selenium food sources, like I know. Brazil nuts is it like... It comes up like crazy. Kaboom. It hits you. But I was really surprised. I read on, on your notes like the amount of... I guess you're about to say it. Selenium. I am. In the Brazil nut. Right. Keep in mind, 400 micrograms daily. Is the upper limit. Is the like upper you limit. shouldn't really have more than that because right. then you can start having adverse effects from it, right? right. How much is in a serving of Brazil okay, nuts? Okay, so in one ounce of Brazil nuts, which is simply eight medium sized Brazil nuts, eight nuts, there are 544 micrograms. <laughs> That's my shock jock sound effect. Ben's mind is blown. <laughs> we should probably surmise that... Well, Brazil nuts are pretty big, 400 though. micrograms per day of selenium, even though that's the recommended upper limit. No, no, no. That's the upper intake. You really shouldn't do too much more. Right. But that's not like... I, you can it, eat eight Brazil nuts like one day and be fine. Right. It's not like you can't go over that. What you want to avoid is like day after day after day consuming more than 400 micrograms of So I guess... Selenium, right? I mean, that's that's what I take from that. Have you ever purchased Brazil nuts? They're enormous, aren't they? Aren't they like... Yeah, they're really they're like big. the size of a thumb. They're those ones that I remember my parents used to buy those mixed nuts blends. Oh, they're like the banana. In yeah, the, yeah, yes. And you would open it and you'd be like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> that is not a nut. It's like laying beside this... a peanut. It's the same size as like 16 peanuts. It, and you're like, I'm not eating that. It I'm comes from the same that. part of the world where the scorpions are the size of cats. <laughs> Everything down there is just like... That's my same sound effect. I use it for <laughs> shock and also emphasis. Okay. Do you want to hear what else selenium is found in? I'm 
I don't think it's in anything else. Okay. I think it's just Brazil nuts. It's also found in meats and grains, but only if the soil has sufficient selenium. Where they're grazing. Yeah. So, for example, in New Zealand, the soil is extremely low in selenium. And it's so low there that the cattle can actually suffer muscle breakdown, including like heart muscle breakdown. It's intense. A lot of the soil in the U.S. is also deficient of selenium. Well, then who's got all the selenium? Where's it all? Where's it all at? Africa and China also have little or no selenium. All right, in their soil. this is a crisis. Who? Is it South America is that the only place where I don't we know. get selenium? I don't know. I was just saying, like for example. Oh, in Europe, you didn't mention Europe. I guess they're I don't kind of, know. They're kind yeah. of funny. I don't know. All right. There are other foods that also have some selenium. For example, brewer's yeast, whole grains, again, with the soil, wheat germs, salmon, and other seafood. Okay. Kelp, again, with the ocean. Liver. Organ meats tend to be pretty high in minerals. Good. Molasses, garlic, broccoli. When's the last time you... Well, I mean, broccoli, for sure. When's the last time you ate liver? Is it in pate? Li- li- what is in pate? Liver pate, <laughs> I guess. When's the last time you had pate? It's on the bon mis that we get. No. <laughs> well, great. I hope there's liver in it. It is also found in dairy products. And I didn't actually look up to see if it's like fortified with the selenium. You know how they fortify our dairy products a lot. Yeah. Or if it's like naturally occurring from the animals it comes from. There are some side effects with selenium. People typically get around 100-ish micrograms per day, just like in their diet. And 200 is considered safe to supplement for most people. We, we did already talk about that. And the maximum daily allowance of selenium is 400 micrograms per day. So we talked about like the Brazil nuts. If you get way too much selenium, it can cause arthritis, brittle nails, hair loss, liver and kidney damage. You can have a garlicky breath or a metallic taste in your mouth. And you can also lose teeth. Uh, <gasps> you got to be careful with this stuff. I mean, these minerals, they're no joke when you get them in high Okay, but nobody should be macro-dosing a trace mineral. Yeah, good. Let's make sure we say that. I said it just now. (laughs) There's a reason your supplement comes in micrograms as opposed to milligrams. No kidding. We also talked about earlier that a lot of soil is very deficient in selenium. So it is pretty unlikely that you would have a dangerously high selenium level unless you're macro dosing. Yeah, or you're like eating those Brazil nut butter sandwiches. There is something else special that I wanted to talk about. Selenium in pregnancy. I just was reading a lot about it. It just kept coming up. So I thought it was important to mention. And also there's a lot of really conflicted information about like if you should supplement with selenium when you're pregnant or if you should definitely avoid it if you're pregnant. Do you have a recommendation? I have some information. All right. Let's hear it. Don't eat Brazil nuts because we talked about it. There's like 550 micrograms or something in eight nuts. So just don't even bother with them. I did find an article on the Thyroid Research Journal website about how selenium deficiency during pregnancy might be related to like a whole slew of high-risk pregnancy issues. I don't think it's really worth talking about here because yeah. if you're pregnant and you're listening, you don't need to hear about you're pregnancy issues. You're already of enough things. I'll post the link yeah. and you can like read about it if you want to, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, you're going to get this or this or that when you're probably totally fine. This article, though, also has a whole chart that shows, you're going to love this because you read about it a little bit. So it shows what like each selenoprotein will do in your body, the action it's supposed to have. Is it okay if I pull up the chart? Here. Here you go. This is not 
Okay, I guess it's technically a chart. I was thinking for a figure, um, this is much more of a table. What's but the difference between a chart and a table? They kind of no, a chart could be a table. That's fine, but they kind of fancied it up. They like it's a table. It's a so list. So people like me look at it. Hmm. Okay. I just thought it was so cool. There's like there's some that are a conversion of thyroid hormones, protein folding. That sounds interesting. Calcium signaling. That sounds important. Very cool. There are some contraindications Got this. with selenium. Would Got you like this. to take a stab at it? Does the name remind one of my favorite chief of security from the Starship Enterprise? Who's that? Lieutenant Worf. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> is it the one and only Warfarin? Man, you know it is. Uh. Warfarin. I feel like we have just... Every episode, we're like, warfarin, warfarin, warfarin. If I ever get prescribed warfarin, that's I'm fine. Just if, you're just, if you're on an anticoagulant <laughs> or warfarin, just check before you take probably literally any supplement, is what I'm learning. Yeah, for sure. Statins and barbiturates are also contraindicated for selenium. That means you shouldn't take them together. And I've got one really awesome recommendation. All right. It is for trace minerals. They're ionic selenium. The ionic minerals are readily and easily absorbed by your body. The ionic ones are what? They're they're charged. They're more in the kind of oh yeah, they're just salt ready, form. They're just ready to be picked up. Should be ready to go. But that doesn't mean that it's hundred percent, right? I mean, it also do with mm-hmm. the amount that you're ingesting. Yes, but... anything else that might be there con- competing for sites to be absorbed. Yes, and the, but um, also this is why I chose the trace oh, mineral ones okay. because they combine the ionic selenium with magnesium and chloride. As well as their blend of concentrate minerals, hmm. which has 72 other trace minerals and elements that your body needs to function. So it is in a solution that makes it easy for your body to absorb it. So trace minerals as a brand is non-GMO, vegetarian friendly, gluten-free, kosher. They're True Label certified. Do you know what True Label is? I don't know what True Label is, but please tell me. I'm going to tell you. Is it organic? No, True Label is a random testing program. A third party can just come in and test your stuff whenever they want to see if you're being factual on what your label says. Okay. But I mean, it's awesome that this True Label certification exists, right? So I feel like you can kind of trust the brands that are participating in this a little bit more than ones Mm -hmm. that are not. So if you're like especially worried that maybe your stuff is not exactly what it says, you can look for this True Label certification. So, fun fact, Trace Minerals gets most of their ionic minerals from the Great Salt Lake in Utah. How about that? But they also source from other areas of the world if they need to. They are also the best-selling trace mineral supplement in the U.S. Cool. So, Do you want want my pop quizzes now? Yes! Oh, Actually, I have three questions for you. Three questions. Okay. Number one, how many pounds of selenium I feel like that's not a fair question because we're talking micrograms and you're asking me pounds. Um, So just convert from micrograms to pounds in your brain. No sweat. Multiply by the number of people that probably take it or something. What's your question? Just go for it. How many... I'm sorry, not pounds. How many tons of selenium are extracted annually worldwide? Extracted from what? Extracted from your lakes and and also mines and things. And total selenium worldwide extracted annually. But How like for the purpose of supplementation nope. or just like maybe even as a byproduct of other stuff? Extracted from the earth. According to... .co. 
Com. <laughs> 50. Clock's ticking. 2,000. Then we wonder why our soil is deficient. Okay. Uh, next question. What is the most commonly known use of selenium in personal care products? I'm saying it's most commonly known because I knew it ahead of time. So I, I assume almost everybody does. Personal care? Yeah. Like body care. Body care. Face masks. What is it? Pert Plus. It's all up in Pert Plus dandruff <laughs> Ew, control. Really? Yeah, it's really good dandruff control. I can't remember why. I think it's like a really good surfactant. It's an antifungal. It's a really good surfactant. It has very high surface tension. And so it's all up in Pert Plus. All right. Now my final question. All right. One comment. It was mentioned in Ghostbusters as yes. okay. being included in the architecture of the haunted skyscraper. Okay. That the marshmallow puff man. Is this climbs. a hint? No. What other movie was Selenium featured in as a plot device? What other Is it movie a modern fe- movie or like older? Uh, I feel like that's a fair question. Late 90s, early 2000s. I forget when it came out, actually. Dear Lord. It was featured in a science fiction movie as a way to combat aliens and alien invasion. Was it <laughs> Men in Black? It was not Men in Black. Oh, that's a really good guess. It was the movie Evolution, which I don't know if you've I seen I've never not. seen that. It's, I was never going to guess that. That's my pop quiz. You're welcome. It's a good pop quiz. <laughs> I am glad to be on the receiving end of that today. You're welcome. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. This is a good one. Yeah. I had a lot of fun learning about this. It was really good. You want to send us off? Thank you for sipping with us today. Don't forget to visit our website or social media pages for information about today's episode or promos for our listeners. I'm getting more and more every time. Yeah. Uh, Just as a reminder, the wine that we had today was the Catu Hysteria out of California. We have deduced it is an exclusive from Naked Wines. Yeah, I think it was priced at like $12 a bottle or something from Naked Wines. If you have any feedback, please email us at supplements at gmail.com. Don't forget to share with your friends and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Supplements art is made by Janie Creates and music is by Slow Ride. Please remember that nothing on this podcast is meant to substitute for medical advice. Find supplements wherever you listen to podcasts.